You are listening to Covenant, a podcast by Covenant Ministry, disrupting Christian orthodoxy and radical fundamentalism. If you would like to support our ministry, you can join our community on Patreon at patreon.com backslash covenant ministry. Music used in our podcast and in our videos is licensed by Wondershare Filmora. Additional music and editing provided by Anchor. Welcome to the sixth episode of Covenant, brought to you by Covenant Ministry. Disrupting Christian Orthodoxy and Radical Fundamentalism. Covenant Ministry is a new ministry which is dedicated to re-establishing God's covenant on earth. In this episode, I'd like to talk about God's law. God's law is eternal. It is unchanging. God's law is for our benefit and not for God's benefit. God's law is for our benefit. When we break God's law, we bring harm upon ourselves and upon others. But God loves each and every one of us as his creations, as his children. And the spirit which is within each and every one of us is a part of God. A parent might say to a child, don't do that. That can be harmful. Or if you do that, you may have to go to your room or you may have to to go someplace where you don't harm yourself or harm others. But the parent does not disown the child. The parent does not. Does not do this for punishment. But the parent does not send the child away. We do not have to fear eternal damnation. We do not have to fear the fires of hell or eternal torment. We do not have to fear losing God's love and grace. For God does not threaten eternal damnation. God does not threaten eternal exile. All spirits return to God. All spirits find their way to God. All spirits are joined with God. For the Spirit of God is within us. Our life is the essence. Our essence is the Spirit of God. Our life is the Spirit of God. It is God that gives us life, and that life returns to God, the Creator. We do not have to fear oblivion or the absence of God or eternal damnation. As it is written, the wages of sin are death, not eternal punishment. The wages of sin are death. To turn away from God and reject God and refuse the salvation which is given freely is to separate yourself from God. Is it possible to lose your soul? Is it possible to lose the divine spark? Perhaps so, for it is written that the wages of sin are death. As a parent says to a child, don't play in the road. Or you'll be hit by a car. Or don't touch that sharp object. 
or you may get cuffed. The parent loves the child and would do anything for the child. And yet the law is not for punishment. The law is for the benefit of the child. So God's laws are for our benefit. They're not for our punishment. When God created man and placed him in the Garden of Eden, he breathed into Adam the breath of life, the breath of life from God, the Spirit of God. That Spirit is from God, and when we die, that Spirit returns to God. It is inconceivable that the Spirit of God should burn in hell for all of eternity. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that men will go to hell. The life within us is the breath of God, it is the Spirit of God, and it is what unites us with God. And that Spirit returns to God when we die. For it is an extension of God. It is an extension of God's Spirit. It is the life-giving force of the universe and a part of God. So that spirit is eternal. That spirit does not die. And that spirit returns to God. From the moment that we are born, we are destined to die. The rich and the poor, the strong and the weak, the good and the evil must all die and return to the earth. But the spirit that gives them life, the spirit that is the essence of all living things, returns to God. For it is from God. The laws of God are for our benefit and for our protection. When we break God's laws, we bring harm upon ourselves and upon others and upon all of society. But God loves each and every one of us as his children and as his creation. The laws of God do not change. They are eternal. They are the same. The world may change. Society may change. And the laws that we make may change. And the laws may be different in different societies and different cultures. But these are human laws, not God's law. God's law is the same as it has always been. But this law is for our benefit. And not for God's benefit. It's not for God's benefit that we obey the law that he has given. God's will will come to pass regardless of what we may do. We can choose to follow God's law, or we can reject God's law. But God will do what God will do, and God will bring about what God will bring about. What we do does not matter. It does not change 
the world. What we do, good or bad, does not change what God has said. For God is independent of what we may say, what we may do. God is independent. God is independent of our worship or adoration. God is independent of our praise. God is independent of our obedience, our conformity to his laws. The law is for our benefit. When God says, do not kill, because killing brings harm. God says, do not commit adultery, it's because adultery brings harm. God says, do not steal, it's because stealing brings harm. When Jesus says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, it's because you should not do harm. God's law is for our benefit. God's law is not about punishment. God's law is about life and peace, safety, and well-being. God's law helps to create a society where people can live in peace and harmony and care for each other. Care for your neighbors. Because that's what makes you a good neighbor. Care for your families. Because that is what makes a great family. When God says, Thou shalt have no God before me, it is because we have to remember God and not worship strange idols or the things that we create. God's law for our benefit. It is not about punishment. Now there are there are the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament and there are many other laws that are given in the book of Exodus and also in Deuteronomy. Many of these laws are sexual morality laws. And others are social laws, which have to do with interaction between people. They involve things like money lending and ownership of property. These laws were for our benefit. To help create a good society. They help to keep us safe. And give us life and bring us closer to God and they create a more harmonious world where people can live in peace and be kind to one another. Christians today sometimes focus too much on sexual morality laws. In particular, laws against homosexuality. These laws were in place for the benefit of the people 
and it can be assumed that in that time when those laws were given, there were many diseases that could be spread through sexual contact, as there are still today many diseases that are spread through sexual contact. If the law instituted marriage as a sacred union between a man and a woman, it's because that helped to prevent the spread of these diseases. And it also created a stable family unit. God's law did not allow for homosexuality. But to say that homosexuals are damned to hell is not true. God loves everyone. God loves everyone unequivocally. God loves everyone, even though we all fall short of God's glory. For it is by God's grace and God's mercy that we live. And the Spirit of God, which is within all of us, will return to God. So there is no room for hate, or judgment, or condemnation of anyone. For if you hold hate in your heart, even against those who have sinned in some manner, then you are committing sin in your hatred and your condemnation of others. For as Jesus said, that he who is without sin casts the first stone. Judge not, lest you be judged. Who is God? What is God? In the earliest times when people didn't know the Creator, they created gods out of, out of wood, or out of stone, or out of metals, and they worshipped those gods and gave them names. They honored the world around them, the earth itself, they created names for spirits and beings that they created. But this was not God. God was not in the stone, or in the, the wood, or in gold or silver. God is infinite and beyond comprehension. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the source of all being the breath of life, 
God is eternal. God is infinite. Cannot be named. According to Jewish tradition, the word which God spoke at the moment of creation is a sacred word with four letters called the Divine Tetragrammaton, or the Divine Four-Lettered Word. And that word is spelled with the Hebrew letters Yod, He, Vo, and He, which symbolize earth, air, fire, and water. The God of the Old Testament was a God of physical manifestation. God appeared in a burning bush to Moses. God caused the winds to blow all night to part the Red Sea. And God caused the wind to blow all night to bring the locusts, and again to take away the locusts in Egypt. The earth opened and swallowed the enemies of Moses. The God of the Old Testament was the physical manifestation of infinite deity. God appears in fire, in earth, in water, and in air. God breathes into Adam, into the first man, the breath of life, the spirit of God, the wind. Yahweh, the pronunciation of the four sacred letters, Yod, He, Bo, He, Yahweh, is the infinite deity manifested in the physical world. And that sacred name also has been referred to as Jehovah, which means the Yahweh. This is the God of the Old Testament, the Father. The physical manifestation of the infinite deity. A God who cannot be comprehended by man. A God who is beyond all understanding. In the Hebrew Kabbalah, God is said to manifest from infinite deity through ten sephirah. The highest being pure spirit and the lowest being the earth itself. God is infinite and beyond comprehension, and yet God manifests the physical world as an extension of his own being. The miracle of Jesus is that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was also the infinite made manifest. The manifestation of the infinite deity in the flesh. And as St. John wrote, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word is Yahweh, and the Word that was with God was also Jesus. So Jesus is Yahweh. The Father manifested, the infinite manifested in the finite. I believe in one God, Yahweh, Jehovah, the Father, and in the Son, in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who died for our sins, and on the third day rose from the dead to sit at the right hand of the Father in heaven, and in the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ, 
died for the sins of all men, and rose on the third day, conquering death, conquering sin. Jesus rose to sit at the right hand of the Father in heaven, to judge the living and the dead. There are many denominations, but only one church. All who believe in Christ are united in the Holy Spirit. There is only one church. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you are united with all Christians. There is one God. It is not a Christian God or a Jewish God or a Muslim God. It is not a Buddhist God or a pagan God. There is just one God. God is Lord of all and Creator of all, Author of all. God is omnipotent and omnipresent and supreme above all things. He is God that created all things. He is God that provides all things. God is one. God is eternal. God is supreme over all things. Heaven on earth. There is just one. God's covenant gives stewardship over the earth and responsibility to care for all of its creatures and to provide for the needs of all. Fail to preserve the earth and its riches when we neglect the well-being of others, we are violating God's covenant. God's covenant has been about the earth, about stewardship over the earth. That covenant was made with Adam in the Garden of Eden and again with Noah after the flood. It was the commandment of God to go forth and multiply and have dominion over the earth, to have responsibility over all the creatures upon the earth and over stewardship over the earth itself. God's covenant with the people of Israel uh, at the time of Moses gave to the people of Israel the land of Canaan to be their possession. And that covenant which he had established, that he had established with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was one that was, that meant, that was uh, ownership of the land, stewardship of the land. But God's covenant has always been about the earth, about, about uh, dominion and responsibility for the earth. This, this implies within it stewardship and responsibility for the for keeping the earth safe and protecting it from exploitation. Our wealth is the earth, it is the resources, it is the fish, the animals, the forests, the minerals in the ground. It is all that we've been given by God. It is our responsibility to preserve and care for the earth and all of its riches. How we distribute wealth is also part of that covenant. When there is extreme wealth and extreme poverty, where there is an unfair distribution of the earth's riches, that is also a violation of God's covenant with man. That is why we have been told to care for the poor. The world is one, and all people are of one race, and of one nation, of one kingdom. And the Lord over all is our God, who is one. 
and all religions are an expression of men and women's desire to please the eternal. There is no difference between one religion and another, between one faith and another, between one denomination and one sect and another. But God is one. And the people of the earth are one. And the kingdoms of the earth and the nations of the earth are one. We were not created in a vision, but created in unity. Turn to God, acknowledge the infinite and eternal God who is Lord of all things and creator of all things. Acknowledge the infinite and eternal deity, which is above and beyond all things and which is the unity of all things. For God is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. And all that is, is by the will of God mind of God. Turn to God and acknowledge his laws, his commandments, and the covenant that he established. The covenant that gave us stewardship over the earth and responsibility for all the creatures of the earth. The responsibility for the governance of the earth. It is our duty to protect the creatures of this world and to protect this world to ensure, ensure the sustainability of our world and it is our duty to care for others and to provide for our brothers and sisters. The extremes of wealth and poverty and the injustices that go on in this world the works of man our sins against God and violations of God's covenant. Turn to God. Trust in God. And follow His laws and His commands. There is this intense greed in the world today. Companies want to make not just a little bit of money, but they want to make as much money as they can, as quickly as they can. And they don't care how they, how they get it. They don't care about their employees. They don't care about the environment. They don't care about sustainable growth and development. They just want to make as much money as they can for their, their investors, for their shareholders. But what is wealth? What, what is wealth? What is money? Money is numbers. On a ledger, money is uh, dollars, paper printed with uh, a picture on it, coins that have been minted. Uh, what, do, what do these represent? They really are worthless, except for what they represent, which is the world itself, the, the resources of the world. I mean, wealth really represents the fish in the sea and the animals in the wild and the forests, the trees, the minerals in the earth and basically the world around us. That is what wealth represents. That is what those numbers on a ledger represent. That's what those dollars in a bank account or cryptocurrencies or any other representation of wealth. It is the earth itself. It is the resources that we have around us. God created man 
to serve and to have dominion over the earth to rule over the earth God gave men and women dominion over all things upon the earth and stewardship over the earth no division between one people and another people, between one nation and another nation. There's no division between one religion and another religion. There's one God and one race of people. There's one world created by God, for God. We were created to serve God and to have dominion over the earth over the animals over the fish to have dominion and authority over all things upon the earth above the earth beneath the earth in the waters in the seas Ultimately, we were to become co-heirs with God through the sacrifice that Jesus made and through the resurrection. Sin and death were conquered and we were made co-heirs with God. To serve God, to serve the eternal. Our God is one. The world was created to live in unity under God's laws, following God's covenant. There is one church. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are joined with all other Christians in the Holy Spirit. Our goal is to create a global Christian community. Join us on Telegram or Discord. Like a bird on a tree I'm just sitting here I got For just $5 a month, you can join our Patreon community and receive access to videos and other special features. Join us at patreon.com backslash covenant ministry. The world seems small. We can sit together. It's so beautiful. You and me. We meant to be. Thank you for listening to Covenant Podcast. Disrupting Christian Orthodoxy and Radical Fundamentalism. Find us on the web at covenant.today.